Welcome to this edition of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont. Quick note about the audio in this episode. We had some glitches in my audio that I found in editing, but we had some really great content and I didn't want to re-record everyone, so there are going to be some edits. It's not perfect, and I apologize for that. Hope you enjoyed the series. Thanks for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont. I'm Ronnie Ken. So joining us today, friends of the pod, Danielle Jones from SAP Concurrer Agile Operations Team. Hey, Danielle. Hi, Brent. Thanks for having me again. Of course. And friend of the pod, Scott Palmer, Senior Project Manager, Business Process Improvement Team for ISBN at SAP. Hey, Scott. Hello. Thanks for inviting me back. Of course. So we're we're ongoing. This is a thing that we're doing. This is part of our now series because, you know, we're at episode three of introverts and extroverts and we thought we had something at the end of the last at the last iteration since we're keeping the recording we don't quite remember what it is i'm going to be completely transparent about this and so we're going to talk about two things that we came up with in the interim between recording we were going to talk about how do you foster relationships as an introvert and an extrovert and introverts and extroverts as a strength Danielle, start me with something, please, because I want to stop talking. <laughs> oh, good. So, I mean, I think it will start with the fostering relationships because I find that that is uh, challenging in a team of, you know, mixed personalities always. But more specifically, how do we get the introvert to be more comfortable with the extroverts? Um, and I find that usually a one-on-one peer type of, you know, relationship just so they can, number one, get to know each other a little better. And then number two, get to know how they work. And Mm -hmm. once you see that, hey, you know, like this extrovert says, oh, this introvert does, knows exactly what, you know, they're doing because let's be real. A lot of times when people don't say much in meetings, we either think they don't know or, you know, that they don't care. So Mm -hmm. it's a good way to get, you know, them into a different mindset if you let them kind of do it without everybody else around that makes sense. Right on. Mm-hmm. Scott, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, let's say this if ongoing team, I'm going to go with the one-on-one, you know, um, hold that coffee, that coffee chat with those team members, get to know them. Um, so you can be, help create that safety with the mm-hmm. team. Um, you can create that, yeah, that relationship uh, of trust there. So, yeah. So yeah. I have a feeling that when we are all post COVID that we're going to all have so many coffee meetings and lunch meetings and oh my gosh, it's great to talk to somebody who's not in my house meetings. (laughs) Ronnie thoughts about how do you uh, foster the relationships? Um, Yeah. One-on-one works well. uh, But uh, I think the key to, you know, foster relationship, this word gets overused but the word is empathy. Um, It is very important to understand, put yourself in their shoes. Um, Empathy is about being them, right? Sympathy is about being from your your sides, empathy is about from their side. So it's crucial to kind of get the person to kind of try to see where that guy's coming from, what the other guy person is coming from, right? And that goes a long way for us as a facilitator to kind of help them, make them understand um, their perspective, the the other side's perspective. I think that goes a long way. Empathy. 
Okay, so the key word here is empathy. Danielle, how empathetic are you when it comes to dealing with those who are not ambiverts? <laughs> I'm very empathetic <laughs> and sympathetic because, you know, like I've seen it from both sides. I've been in both situations where I'm comfortable and where I'm not comfortable, you know, speaking. So, I mean, I'd say I'm in the best position to understand both sides because I feel like I've, I've straddled that fence for a long time. <laughs> Right in our role, we have to be good at yeah. it. Um, yeah. We can't be in this role um, any, you know, any duration of the time. I mean, you could kind of pretend for a little while, but <laughs> you can't right. pretend for a long time, right? So we have well, to have that. And it makes me think of how you can be, as, as you said, Ronnie, in, in our first iteration on this, how we're not really one or the other, we kind of straddle it. It mm -hmm. could be that you're an introvert with one team, you're an extrovert with another team. And I always wanted uh, something that while Danielle was talking that made me think of when someone is new to a team, they tend to be an introvert just so that they can kind of gauge the lay of the land. Mm -hmm. And then if they're an extrovert, they pivot quickly because it's the, oh, cool. I know this team, I can work with this team. Everything's going to be groovy. Or if you're really an introvert, you're like, no, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to pick my time. So you Absolutely. have to be right. And you have to be able to figure out when to jump in. So Scott, how do you help? How do you help pull them out? If you can't do one-on-ones, because here's the thing in the times of COVID. Yeah, we can have all of these one-on-ones over video, but it's not quite the same because you're missing, you know, you're missing all the body language from basically your shoulders down. Mm -hmm. And it's <laughs> if like the camera's on <laughs> completely. Right. So how do you, how do you try to pull them out? Like what type of conversation do you try to have with them? Well, now, now I got a process. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to say if somebody no, wants to good. jump in, they can. Yeah. So, Funny. so Brent, one yes, trait sir. that you should avoid with introvert is to put them on the spot. Oh, completely. <laughs> right. You no, know, I, I, introverts don't like that. Um, oh, they want to be prepared. Me. They want to have answers. They want to have confidence. They want confidence. If you put them on the spot, they'll clam up. Oh, no, trust me. It is, it is one of the things that I do on purpose sometimes because it's the, okay, look, two things. One, Scott's been here for a little bit, so I think he gets it. Two mm. is that it is something that I actually do as a go-to. It's an anti-pattern that I use as a pattern because sometimes mm -hmm. it actually pivots in your favor because you mm -hmm. get them to do the, oh, wow, I haven't thought about that. And the people who come to the defense of the introvert because they know that it's the introvert, you end up to get them to start generating the conversation exactly. and the introvert, right? It's totally cool because I'm fine with being the bad guy sometimes. Mm. Like as a facilitator, I don't have to be... Yes, I want to be neutral. Yes, I want to be seen as the very neutral. We're just here to make the room happen. But sometimes mm -hmm. you got to jump on and put on your black hat of the, you know, I'm the bad guy and everybody knows that I'm the target now. Mm -hmm. Everybody rallies around. Here's this thing. How do we make, how do we get process or progress? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, right. that's a great the techniques. Yeah, sometimes you do the anti-pattern just to prove the pattern is correct. 
Mm-hmm. And what you end up with is the everyone rallies to the person who just got picked on. Yeah. Right. They're they're all defending it. It's just like all of a sudden you've built you've built team camaraderie over exactly. a universal enemy, even if it's only for that moment in time. Right. You just have to pick and choose the place and the time, oh, right? Because sure. I mean, if nobody jumps in, then then you have another problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, but see, that I think that goes back to the is it early in the engagement or is it a mm-hmm. one-off? It's a one-off. I'm definitely not going to pull the, uh, hey, Scott, you want to tell me what's going on? Mm-hmm. If it's a team that you work with or are going to be there for the long term, yeah, you can pull that mm-hmm. pull that rabbit out of the hat. Yeah. But you do have to pick and choose your time because if you pick the wrong yep. time, man, you're going to spend the next six months <laughs> digging yourself yep. out of that hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So are you yeah. ready for my answer now, Brent? Yes, sir. I was able to, I was able to process. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. I'm glad we gave you the time to process it. What, what's your answer? No, what I was, uh, you know, thought about came to a little bit, you know, with a, a, an approach that works is you can create small teams. Let's say a larger team, you can break people down and that, you know, maybe teams of two or pairs, you know, whatnot. And you can, you can move that around and mix people in and out. So they're not just on this topic or just this topic. Um, and that seems to work very well, uh, you know, um, you know, working well, and, with the introvert, extrovert. Yeah. And I think that's a great point to bring up as well, because in larger groups, we're talking 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100, right? If you're there for multiple days, say you're doing uh, uh, a multi-day engagement and you're trying to work through how to get people to work together, good facilitators have their setups. And if they're really good, they flip it around. So it's not always where these five people are gonna work together as a team, because Mm -hmm. you know, the first time that you put those people together, it's like, oh, hey, here are the five people I know. Cool, I'm good with that. And then you have five, you you have silos of five. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're smart and you go, okay, great. Everybody in your group, pick a number from one to five, Everybody picks a number. Cool. Okay. All the ones together, all the twos together, all the threes together, yeah. because then all of a sudden now you've got this completely disparate group mm-hmm. as opposed to the silos of five where it's like, yeah, we're all on the same page. It's all good. Yeah. We're done. We're good here. Danielle thoughts. No, I was just thinking like some introverts, when you try to pair them up, like they are just, depending on who you try to pair them with. And if it's it, with the exact opposite, like I'm thinking in my head, like they would just mm-hmm. cringe at mm-hmm. that and they would just lock up and they'd be like, no, I'll do it by myself, you know? So I, like you said, you got to pick and choose when you think that would be a good idea to kind yeah. of, you know, mm-hmm. intertwine the personalities because you can lose yeah. some people that way. When am I going to pull out the big weapon? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. I, I think that most facilitators have that bag of tools it's newer facilitators they haven't they haven't figured out how to to pull out that specific trick but it's also like a first-time scrum master i'm thinking about a first-time scrum master who's like if it's a team they don't even know oh my gosh what am i going to do how am i going to figure it out and so it's how do you you know what's if you had a go-to trick 
for a new Scrum Master, what would it be? And I'm gonna wait five seconds so everybody can think through this. Okay, Ronnie. Oh, preparation goes a long way, you know, from the first uh, session, first of this series of sessions, we talked about this, but um, as a facilitator as, and Scrum Master or a new member on a team, um, just to kind of get a understanding of what the team makeup is, uh, do some homework, um, you know, that goes a long ways. Okay, Scott. I'm going to go with a, a liftoff or, you know, something along that nature. If you're really new to that team um, and you, if you pull in somebody else to facilitate that or help with that or, you know, co-lead or lead yourself, but just kind of, that's where I'd start if I was new on a team that brought that role. Bravo. Danielle. Yeah, I would say a liftoff, but not traditionally a liftoff. It, this liftoff would only be to get to know the people as either as individuals or as a team, but to kind of figure mm -hmm. out what makes them tick, what makes them like light up and not anything, you know, working on their projects. And I don't want to know what you did last, you know, quarter. I want to know, like, do you have a dog? Do you, you know, like get to know them right so on. that on a personal exactly. level, then you guys are a little more comfortable next time you come into the meeting. That's awesome. All right. I think this is a perfect place to end not only this episode, but this series. Danielle, Scott, thank you for joining. Thanks for being part of it. I know both of you are going to be back. We just don't know when. I have a feeling it's going to be soon. So until the next iteration, I'm Brent. I'm Ronnie. I'm Danielle. And Scott. Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Send us email at info at fasterthanstandup.com or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.